You are listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us take this time to prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Today is Friday, August 10th, 2018, and we read from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. The intent of Ephesians is to promote unity, unity between Jew and Gentile, to see themselves as one in God. It also encourages people to reconcile, reconcile with God and with their neighbor. All of this is centered in the most important action of God, that is, by grace you have been saved through faith. Today's reading is about moral guidelines. These ethical lessons are designed to provide the foundation of baptismal instruction. The ultimate point is not to control human behavior, but to lead new believers to live a life rooted in love. What words capture your attention as you listen, and how do they speak to you today? Let us listen to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, through chapter 5, verse 2. Today, I'll read from Eugene Peterson's interpretation, The Message. What this adds up to, then is this, no more lies, no more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other. After all, when you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry. But don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Did you used to make ends meet by stealing? Well, no more. Get an honest job so that you can help others who can't work. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. See only what helps. Each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break His heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for Himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and as thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Watch what God does, and then you do it, like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with Him, and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that.
Don't. A quick word of prohibition one uses when saying do not takes too much time. Rarely is the word spoken without passion and, despite its simplicity, the word has a way of burying itself deep within our souls. Any comment that begins with don't makes a person receiving it stop and think, what have I done wrong? If you're from Minnesota, you probably also think, why is this person mad at me? Reading the word in print reminds me of all the times I've been told don't. There were the times it was spoken when I did something wrong. Those memories forced me to recall a time of embarrassment. On some occasions, it was spoken without cause, which made me feel unjustly punished. Either way, it's not a word that makes me feel good about myself. Holy don'ts are even harder to digest, especially when the person using it is trying to grow my understanding of the gracious love of God. You are saved by grace, but don't grieve God. Don't go to bed angry. Don't let anything dirty come out of your mouth. Don't give the devil a foothold. It leaves me wondering, what's so free about grace? In this reading today, I don't score very well. I think the advice, don't go to bed angry, is the crappiest wisdom in the world. Oh, darn it, there I go, letting foul things come out of my mouth. I'm sure these foul things score as grieving God, so now it's not even 7 o'clock and I've already screwed up the day. Dear author of Ephesians, I want you to know, I appreciate your enthusiasm for trying to help me become a better human being. However, I want you to know, I will go to bed angry because sometimes I need to process my anger before speaking. Sometimes when I'm tired and frustrated, I say things I don't really mean. Dear author of Ephesians, I do get angry. Thank you for permission to feel this way and affirming my vulnerability to feeling this way. However, there are times foul words help me express and process this anger so the devil doesn't get a foothold. Granted, it does not play well with audiences, but there are certain slang words in the English vocabulary which help me feel good. Finally, author of Ephesians, I'm quite confident I grieve God. Heck, I grieve a lot of people. Why should God be spared? I'm going to bypass your wisdom of don't and focus on the one thing which keeps me going. God's Holy Spirit moving and breathing within me. It is the most significant power in my life, the part which makes all the other crap seem minor and powerless. How does the word don't make you feel, and when has it been used positively in your life? What is the purpose for the use of the word don't in developing a mature faith life? I invite you to take this time to pray. 
consider where the Holy Spirit is moving and breathing in your life. Then pray for someone who needs to feel that power in their life. Let us listen one more time to our reading from Ephesians. What this adds up to, then, is this. No more lies. No more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other. After all, when you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Did you used to make ends meet by stealing? Well, no more. Get an honest job so that you can help others who can't work. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. See only what helps. Each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break His heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for Himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and as thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. Watch what God does, and then you do it like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with Him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of Himself to us. Love like that. Let us pray. God of grace, you call us to live a mature Christian life. Still, in our vulnerability, we gravitate to childish, immature behavior. Even when we do not confess our faults, they continually work over our minds and linger in our souls. Breathe into us your grace. Make your presence known so we may see you moving in our lives. Replace the don'ts of faith with, I will. I will love you. I will forgive you. I will sustain you. For these things we give thanks. In your loving name we pray. Amen.
Now may God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we could ask or imagine, bless you and grant you the gifts of faith, hope, and love. Amen.